Good morning, everybody. I am very excited to be here today with two of my good friends, Raphael Moffitt and D.A. Davies. This is Brandon Macy, your host with the RW. Thank you guys for coming in today. Thanks for having us, big Absolutely. dog. Absolutely. Man, I am pumped about what we're going to be talking about in this podcast and excited to have the two of you together in one room. Yes, sir. Like, uh, this is this is a treat, man. This is a treat for me, and uh, I'm excited about it, and I know that we're going to get into some exciting stuff today. Um, want to first of all say, Raphael Moffitt, Vice President of Student Affairs at TSU, and also the president and CEO of Inspire University. Yes. Okay. I yes. can't wait yeah. to talk about that in a yeah. little bit. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And of course, everybody knows D.A. Davies, recording right. artist, I'm a hold it down. worship leader. Let's go. And uh, just just everything that's good, man. Man. I mean, appreciate you, Big Dog. I mean, I feel like we've known each other for a long time, yeah. all the way back to the IBC days. All the way. <laughs> And uh, I mean, all the way back to the cornrows with <laughs> with the beads in the bottom. Like they it was, he had the beads. Oh, you had the yeah, he did. Wait, yeah, you you had the beads. You didn't have the beads. That was your brother had My the beads. Brother did. My okay, brother did. all right, all right. Yeah, but yeah. you could have sported those, and, and would, you know, yeah. they wouldn't have let you at IBC. But we, uh, nah, we still been, could have well, they might have, but. Lyndall would not have allowed that to happen. (laughs) I can promise you. Um, I'm excited because you guys have recently teamed up. And uh, I know everybody does not even know about that. Maybe some of the inner circle people. Yeah. But everybody doesn't even know what you guys are going to be doing. Um, By the time this drops, everybody will know, DA, that unfortunately you are going to be leaving Royalwood and leaving Houston and you're going to be going to uh, Nashville. Nashville. So Tennessee. that is exciting, man. Yes, what? What? When are you actually doing that? So I head out on the 10th of June, um, and uh, yeah, man. So um, you'll see. You'll probably see me here and there, but um, moving. We out better there. see you. Yeah, 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 you'll see yeah, yeah. For sure. You'll Absolutely. See Absolutely. Well, that's exciting. I know. Anytime you have a transition like that in your life, uh, there's always a little bit of apprehension with it. But at the same time, you know, you got good things coming. Definitely. And uh, Definitely headlining very soon oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. the Torn Wells tour, yeah, which yeah, is going to yeah. be cool. I know that guy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's going to be cool. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah. When does that start? When does that tour start? So that starts the end of September. Okay. It starts the end of September. Right. It goes through November. So where is the first um, spot on that? Ooh. We'd have to get with your agent on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a, that's a Raphael uh, that question. Definitely first a question I should stop. First stop. Well, you're gonna be going everywhere. Yeah. We do know I that. Know the last one. So where's the last one at? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I do know the last one. <laughs> it's in Idaho. Idaho. All yeah. right. Where's it gonna be in Idaho? It's right across the border from Spokane. So it's uh. Oh shoot! And, and the reason sleep. Raphael knows that is because. That's where you're from. I'm from well, it's from Idaho, Washington State. But I'm from Washington State, yeah, Washington State, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so so when around I saw those that, parts. When I saw that, I was like, "That's gonna be a quick show." It's close to home. <laughs> it's close to home. <laughs> quick, show. quick show. Close to home. 
Yeah, it is close to home, though. But you're going to be in Houston, I know, is one of the tour stops. Absolutely. Um, This weekend, you're going to be performing right here at Royalwood at the Battle Cry Tour. Yeah, Battle Cry Tour. And uh, that's going to be exciting. And uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people stopping by to see that. For sure. For Um, sure, hopefully. But just a lot of good things happening, man. And I can tell you, I'm happy to see that. Um, Always looked up to you, man. I've told you many times. Just incredible talent. And um, I want to get into here in a little bit. First of all, I want to talk about how this union came about. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that, that you and Raphael have been friends for a while now. Yeah. And uh, but how did this all come about that, you know, he was helping manage you and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So let's talk about that a little bit. Well, um, I guess I'll start because um, I kind of. Uh, you initiated. The, I kind of initiated the, <laughs> okay, the whole right. conversation. So, okay. um, what R- Raphael um, was visiting, I guess they moved here to go to TSU, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and or to be at TSU, and um, they came visited Rollwood Church. I, I think I missed you the first Sunday you were here. Yeah, and then the next Sunday I, I got to you know holler at him. And just talk, you know. There's just some people that you just know is like just okay, connect with. I can, yeah, yeah I can yeah. hang with this dude. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, man. F- you know, from then on, we just uh, kept talking. You know, we, you know, we went to go grab some uh, food and our and everything around like, food is, food, is good. Bro, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, and Houston way. has the yeah. best food. We're so, not yeah. gonna talk about the food we just ate, by the way. Yeah. Me and Raphael had lunch right before this podcast, good. and pff, anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was That's yams, amazing. it was Cajun corn, Ooh, it was the whole thing. So yeah. food, thanks you for missed the invite. Out. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the yams, the yams. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, we we got to chopping it up, and like I said, we just built a relationship from there. Um, and then, um, you know, I was so I'm during this time, I'm trying to you know do my thing as far as the music tip. Um, and, and which you've been you've been traveling, doing a lot of worship sure. leading at other Absolutely. churches and and Absolutely. all over. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then rec- you know trying to release some stuff here and there, some singles. Excuse me. So, um, I just hit him one day, um, and said, "Bro, have you ever thought about managing?" Um, and <laughs> I I, I want to say is like, <laughs> uh. His answer was basically like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? but he's like, um, uh, yeah, I, I kind of have, I yeah, have before. Yeah. And I said, okay, man. Cause, uh, <laughs> it'd be cool if you be my manager. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, you know, I just talk, told him that, you know, I think I thought he could do it. Like he's already managing a school. Right. Um, right. so one person, you know, he could definitely handle that. But so what you're saying is if he could deal with a bunch of students, a then bunch he of could crazy definitely, students. then he could definitely help yeah. manage one facts. DA Davies. Yeah. yeah, facts. yeah Cause yeah. the school is TSU. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> no shots, you know what I'm saying? No shade, yeah, but no you doubt. know, you know what it is. So uh, like, you could definitely uh, do it, man. I mean, he's so personable. Um, yeah, obviously like dedicated, um, uh, very, very organized. So I was like, definitely, uh, you could do it. Um, so by almost two years later, <laughs> Oh my God, I didn't realize it was that long. I almost, almost, 
<laughs> yeah, you gotta let stuff sure breathe. It was God's yeah, will. Facts. Yeah, you know what I'm I got you. Facts. I got you. Facts. Nothing and I respect wrong with that. that. For sure. I respect that. And I mean, from then, you know, it wasn't anything like, bro didn't, bro didn't hit me back. So I, <laughs> I ain't messing with him no more. Like, no, we built even more, you know, of a relationship over that time. And um, he hit me one day and was just like. It, it is time. It's time. <laughs> so, it's time. Uh, yeah, man. So we, good. We going in, bro. We going in. Nice. Yes, sir. That was interesting. Because he, <laughs> yeah. What was your thought process like during during sure. all that? I mean, you know, it, it's it's kind of like being a Monday morning quarterback. Mm-hmm. You can you can go. Hey, that's the play you should have called, or mm-hmm. that was a good you know route that you ran. But you're not on the sidelines actually calling the plays or yeah. helping you know make stuff happen, and so. When he asked me, I was like, "Man, I'm just trying to give some feedback on, cause I, you know, I'm a musician. I love music. I, right. you know, um, I believe in them. And I was just going, "Hey, I just want to share this piece of game with you. If it, uh-huh. if it, if you like it, great. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, wanted to share some game with them about, you know, what I observed and just thinking through, um, the music career piece that yeah. I saw, and so." Well, that's a lot of responsibility. It is. I mean, it is. I I talked to um, a friend of mine who manages another gospel artist, and and I get I, I got the I get a chance to have you know a glimpse into it because when you work at a school, you're always booking artists and working with managers and right. all of these different folks. So I got to see behind what happens on the stage, and so I talked to him, and he was like, "Look, here's kind of what you are getting yourself into." Here's the benefit, the drawback. Here's the 360 look on it. And like DA said, I've worked in higher education for 17 years and have helped students and staff and folks kind of get down their road. But music is my passion. You know, yeah. I love education. I love yeah. what I do, but music is my passion. So uh, marrying the administrative piece with, you know, loving the person that he is, mm-hmm. seeing where his career can I go, it just made man. sense. You know, it made sense. Um, but it took me a while. My wife actually was like, so are you going to do this or what? Like, you keep talking about it. And I had to reflect. You got to talk yeah. to him nice, Asha. This is what okay. made me do it, though. This is what made me do it. She was like, are you going to do this or what? And I, was, and I was thinking, but I ain't really been there from the beginning. Wow. But here's what I had to realize, though. So while I was recorded at TSU. Wow, that's right. The night you recorded Hold It Down. I was with you. That's crazy. Right? Yes. So it kind of just naturally fell in place. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about it. I hadn't even thought about it. I was just like, oh, snap. I guess we've been doing (laughs) this for a while. Yeah, yeah. So So it just kind of made sense. That's God. Absolutely. And I think the thing is, too, is my dad always said this, and I've tried to live my life this way. He always said nobody ever made a mistake for taking their time, from taking their time. Wow. Mm. Nobody ever made a mistake from taking their time, but a lot of people made mistakes from rushing into things rushing too quickly. Into things, that's yeah. right. And so taking your time for something like that, making sure that you, you know, that your heart is in it and it's where it needs to be and, and everything else I think is paramount, mm-hmm. you know, because if, if you're going to go where you feel like God is taking you with this whole, you know, artist thing, yeah. You got to have the person behind you pushing it the whole way, yes, and and I think you guys are going to make an incredible team. I I'm excited that. about seeing yes, what's going to happen. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, you know, a little bit about you personally, Da. I mean, I know me and you have talked a lot. Yeah. You know, we've talked about our pasts mm-hmm. together, one on one, but I don't think a lot of people 
know where you've come from mm -hmm. and kind of what makes you who you are today. Yeah. Uh, none of us have gotten here by accident. Mm -mm. It's all things that we face, struggles that we've gone through, mm -hmm. personal things that we face that make us who we are. Yeah. We didn't just wake up one day and you begin to usher in the presence of God right. through your voice. Right. That was something that took mistakes. Exactly. It took, you know, yeah. uh, embarrassing times, times when you <laughs> were nervous, you know, I mean, but yeah. it did. Yeah. And so I want to talk a little <laughs> bit about that. And I think we could start out by talking about what DA stands for. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that, that, I think that <laughs> speaks a lot to who you are. Yeah. And I mean, everybody can't see this today, but you've got the, the Africa hat on wow. right yeah. now. <laughs> I sure do. And, uh, but, but that's who you are. Like ever yeah. since I've known you, yeah. you've always represented that. Yeah. And so tell everybody what, what DA actually stands so, for. So DA stands for Dafa Ansumana. Okay. And then you got Davies. So, you know what I'm saying? Dafa Ansumana Davies. Um, and so my parents are from uh, uh, Liberia, West Africa. Okay. Um, and so if you know anything about Liberia, it was actually founded by the uh, slaves that went back to Africa when mm -hmm. they were freed. So um, that's why our flag, the Liberian flag, looks like the American flag. The capital of Liberia is Monrovia, after President Monroe. Um, and so, um, you know, a lot of the things are, are very similar, um, a lot of the streets. And then, of course, like our names, we still have our slave names. Mm -hmm. So um, you'll hear, you'll see Johnson, you know, you'll see a Liberian that's named Johnson, yeah. Smith. Yeah. Um, you know, what you would consider American names. Right, um, right. But their first name probably won't be American. So, um, but yeah, man, that's where my parents are from. Um, now, your mom is back in West Africa, she right? She is, man. Okay, yeah, she we were talking is. So, about that. So, that, that's kind of a, a great segue into how we even got to America um, is because I'm first generation American. Okay. Um, and so, my, my mom was raised by missionaries. Um, which her story, I just bought her the dragon thing. Have you ever heard, have you also heard of that where you just talk into it and it writes for you? No, oh, that's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So like, cause I, you know, I always tell her you got to write it, write it. You got to write a book. So for mother's day, I just bought her, uh, the dragon. Nice. So all she has to do is just talk into it, uh, to the computer. But, um, <clears throat> she, so her family is predominantly Muslim. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> when she was a kid, she got burned real bad and she had to, you know, the only people that could care for her were these missionaries. Mm -hmm. So they took her in, you know, um, uh, brought her back to health, you know, you know, helped her out all the way. And my mom was, you know, this real chubby, real bright skinned uh, girl and the uh, missionary fell in love with her. It was a woman, by the way. Um, she fell in love. <laughs> she fell in love with my mom, um, and so she asked um, my mom's father if she could stay and go to school there. Yeah. Um, and he's Muslim, so he's like, "No, that's not happening." Yeah, absolutely um, not. But as God would have it, his older brother was the chief of the town. Okay. So he had to say so. So he came in the picture and was like, how dare you not allow her to go to school when this lady 
just you know helped your daughter right saved your daughter's life basically right, right. she's gonna go to the school um and because of that uh my my mom and her father never had a, a good relationship because of that but um she ended up going to the school um and and it was a it was a baptist school actually and she i mean she you know went to school there she so she was famous for her cooking um and so all right yeah, all right so a yeah. uh a big time i, I think he was some higher up in the um, uh, Selma University School. Okay, was there and he, he, you know, they were feeding him. My mom was the cook, and he was eating. And then he just stops and says, "Who made this?" Yeah. And my mom, she said she was scared. She's like, <laughs> "What did I do?" <clears throat> He's like, "This is amazing." So he starts talking to her like, "What do you want to do?" She's letting him know, um, and he's like, <clears throat> "I'm gonna." I'm gonna send for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a ticket so you can come to America. He's like, okay, bro. Everybody says that, right? Bro. Right. Like, right. come on, man. Yeah. Like, all right. I believe it when I see it. Sure enough, he did. And um, so my mom got a full scholarship to Selman University. Wow. And ended up right here in America. Um, um, at a time where Selman University probably wasn't the best place <laughs> to end up, but um, Sel- you know, and there's Selma. a whole bunch of stuff. Selman University. Alabama. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, So, you know, uh, and she could, I mean, there's a bunch of stories that she could talk about. But, yeah, man, we ended up, so uh, my dad ended up actually getting a scholarship as well. And so we moved here. We actually migrated to uh, Fort Worth. Uh-huh. Where I said we they migrated to Fort Worth where they had your boy. You all right, all right. Um and, and then you then got to Houston. Got as to fast Houston as you in seven could. months. Bro, as seven months. I wasn't even could, one bro. years old yet. You bro. were ready to get out of Fort you feel Worth. Me? Right I knew I knew where home was, man. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, Remember that when you're in Nashville, by the way. Thanks. Come on, man. <laughs> Always. Um but yeah, uh ended up here in Houston. Um <clears throat> my mom <clears throat> did her best to keep us in church. So she she ended up uh my aunt brought her to a Pentecostal church. Okay. Um, <clears throat> of course, she didn't like it at first, um, you know, and she, but she kept coming. She kept coming. And, you know, God just changed her life. And, you know, she, she really experienced God like never before. Yeah. Um, and, and at that church. And so she did her best to, you know, constantly bring us. So everything that was happening, you know, we were there. Yeah. So I tell people all the time, like, I was raised in church, even though I wasn't really in church like that, you know, because my mom at the same time was she was still growing, right? So right. she's just going like, <clears throat> which <clears throat> I love that I, I I love the fact that she just kept going, right? You know, like even when you don't understand, even if you don't, you know, fully uh, uh, get all the nuances, just keep coming, and I promise you, God will show you exactly what you need and he did that for my mom but um and did it for me as well like i didn't know you know that all of that would um um uh, be a blessing to me but it was um and so and some of that stuff you know doesn't catch on right away especially with teenagers yeah stuff like that it's like you realize (laughs) that you're doing stuff and then now i can look back and go oh i caught this at this time and i didn't even know that i caught it at that time and I think that's why, like the scripture says, train up a child in the way that they should go. When they're old, when they're old they, they will, will not depart. depart from it. So those things get sewn into yep. our being. Mm-hmm. 
And again, even though we get left off the path, right mm-hmm. off the path, whatever, yeah. we end up back on it somehow That's right. That's because right. of those things. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, it's <clears throat> because people think training or train up a child, you think you just, you know, show them a couple times. No, when you talk about training, you, th- you should think military. Like, Absolutely. This is at this morning you know at this time in the morning we're waking up you yeah. know what i mean that's what it seemed yeah. like sometimes it seemed like a military <laughs> doggone it uh-uh. like what? yeah sunday morning we at church sunday evening we at church friday we at church you oh, know oh lord yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so you know what i mean but that's you know that's what it that's what that scripture means and, and it and it held true for me i i can say um so like you're so you know i know you here you are going to church you know yeah. you're moving to houston all these things are happening. So what was your life like as you got into your teenage years? Because I know, like I said, me and you have talked and there were some times that you strayed some and, and, and got, you know, with, with people that maybe weren't the best crowd or, Absolutely. or, or whatever. Yeah, so, man. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I was, I thought I was a pretty good kid. Now, when I say a good kid, like I wasn't in juvenile hall. Or, right, right. You and your mom's I mean? not like, here, so we can't find out. About you really <laughs> well, no, I'm going to keep it, honey. I'm going to keep it a stack with you. But, you know, I, I was a troubled, you know, kid in school as far as, you know, always getting written up right. and always right. in detention right. and stuff. So, um, and I think a lot of that was due to, you know, my father not, you know, really being present you know even there mm-hmm. he was even though he was there he wasn't present you know always working or you know not just re- and i <clears throat> i don't i'm not using that as an excuse and actually i i understand it now that i'm older because he didn't have a father that was remotely in his he wasn't yeah. even there yeah you know in liberia or in africa some of those uh cultures they have multiple wives you know what i mean Um, it's a completely it's completely different you know so um you know the fact that he was there he did the best he he did the best he could do yes you know what i mean um so so not using an excuse but that's what i believe is why i you know looked for to other people for uh, uh validation yes um and and showed out the way i did you know sometimes and so um, but you know, I felt like I was a fairly good kid. So when I turned um, eighteen, I, that's that was my mindset. I'm like, man, I've been a pretty good kid. I ain't done nothing really crazy. Yeah, I'm about to wild out. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to wild out, and I did just that. Yeah. Um. Um. I. I mean, I started smoking, yeah. drinking, yeah. and um. You know, just really wilding out, being real promiscuous, and. Um, my, um, my brother had just got released from prison. Um, and I, I looked up to him all my life. Um, my older brother, so there's four of us. Okay. Um, and I am third. So it's really, it's five of us, but, um, the baby is really my nephew. So my mom, but my mom raised him like, you know, it was hers. So, um, but so I'm, I'm the middle child. So, um, my brother right above me um was released from prison um he was a five deuce hoover crip and so um when he got released you know of course i'm excited infatuated just want to be like big bro and so um i was just thinking about this um uh, uh, a while ago but i actually got jumped into five deuce by bloods 
which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So how does that work? Yeah. So, how, yeah. How does that work? So I went to this party. So my brother's out. You know what I mean? Um, and I mean, he's he's wilding too. He's wilding. I well, mean, yeah, he's, he's been, flagging he's all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He's free. So. He's flagging and all of you, that. You had all the. You had all the. Uh, nah, not yet. Okay, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. All right. Um, for people you know, that he can't was talking see, to me. Yeah. For people that throwing can't no see gangs. that, I was throwing <laughs> some gang signs. <laughs> yeah, and it not was, yet. I wasn't there yet, but you know, he was kind of grooming me into that. Um, and so we went to this party, and of course, you know, at these parties, like people would start uh, stacking or throwing up their gang signs, right? And so. Somehow or another, a guy ended up throwing up a gang sign in my brother's face. My brother hits him. You know, like big old, big old scuffle. Everybody goes outside, and it's like me and my brother on one side and everybody else on the other side. So uh, the other side was basically bloods. Now, this party, I knew people from, you know, I went to school with these people. Yeah. So they're looking at me like, D.A., what you doing, bro? What you do? This your brother? I'm like, yeah, it's my brother. And it can go down however y'all trying to do it. And sure enough, they're like, okay, for sure. So the next party, the very next party I went to, I used to go to parties like every weekend at that time. Right. And very next party I went to, you know, I'm in there. My brother told me not to go by myself. There was a young lady that I was supposed to go with. So I went by myself and this yeah. young lady. And they caught me slipping. Um, now it could have been way worse. Could have been way worse, but um, you know it was it was pretty bad. Um, and so that's what I mean when I say I got jumped in by by okay. bloods. Got so, you. Um, so yeah, man, I started I started banging, um, and it was it was serious to me at the time. Completely away from the character, right? You know that uh, I am. Um, um, and that, and that God made me to be. I got a question. Talk to me. So, and I think I'm the lone West Coaster in the room. So, okay, yeah, when you yeah. talk about that's gang good. culture, it, you know, growing up on the West Coast, that's mm -hmm. it's like we were talking about hip hop. Like, yeah, it just, the, the wave takes over and it washes over all different yeah. kind of spaces. Absolutely. So, when you got into it, because mm -hmm. your brother was a crip, right? Blood. So you got put on the hood. Because you got into it with them and it was like, oh, you finally in now because they're the enemy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so I'm, and I'm just clarifying. Okay, okay. Because absolutely. there's I was gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was various probably, ways to get on the hood, yeah. but the way you got on was, all right, well, I'm, yeah. all right, well you must be really with this because you fought to be, them all. Right, you're yeah, supposed to get okay. jumped in by five deuce if that's the set you're going to be in. Yeah. But, you know, my brother was like, bro, you just got jumped. You know what I mean? Like, you already put on, like. You, you you know what I mean you put in the work you put in yeah. work already yeah. and you're not yeah. even banging yet so um so yeah that that's that's basically how how it worked out so how long <clears throat> when all that because again me and you have talked a lot about this and, and discovered things about each other mm -hmm. that that neither one of us knew about each mm -hmm. other and, and was probably surprised yep. the surprise may have been more on your side <laughs> than it was on mine because Thanks. I because I remember I remember when I think you first got back in church mm. when you were in the ch when you were going to church on it's the crazy. west side yeah. of Houston, yeah. and and I, I ran into you playing ball or yeah. something. Yep. This is before IBC. Yep. I remember you from back then, and uh, so how long was that that kind of went on before you turned 
you know your life back around or what happened yeah. to turn your life back around because I can tell you specifically what happened with me that turned my life around when I was in a, a very a, a very uh, close lifestyle to that mm-hmm. not not gang banging anything like that but definitely with people that were yep. doing those things yep and and there's usually a specific thing that happens that it's like okay th- this this is the, the the flip of the light switch <laughs> yeah, right, yeah you know so what was that for you <clears throat> man and when was that it's about to that get that happened? real um so there were there were two situations that happened um so it's so it was probably about a year that i'm like full-fledged you know going in yeah right and um we of course we went to this party at this time my brother is still like he's heated like about me getting jumped his little brother getting jumped right, right. so everywhere right. everywhere we go it's on site yeah right? if there's, yeah. If there's yeah. an op there it's going down yeah and so sure enough there was an op there um and he's by himself and so so it was uh, on it was about to yeah. be he's yeah. about to be food yeah. but <laughs> But what ended up happening was he made a phone call. And so we go outside to wait on him to come out. And a bunch of cars are coming through. Mm-hmm. And all you hear is, so woo, which is the blood call, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, we, we respond. Engage. In like we kind. respond. Yeah, I got Killer, it. right? Yeah. So... <clears throat> You know, going back and forth, going back and forth. But, you know, ended up, you know, my brother saying, get out the car and box, right? Which I wish it was like that all the time, right? Just box, you know, get out the car. It's not like put that. Put your dukes up. It's but no, it's, like it's, and so, you know, they, you know, they got out, got into a scuffle. And my brother's, you know, dumping them. My brother's, you know, getting the best of them, really. Yeah. And uh, his man's. The the uh, the ops, uh, homeboy comes around the corner with a gun. So he pulls out a gun and he's, I don't know how far would you say this is, oh, the two, two feet? feet, two feet away from us with a gun like this, and he's shaking. You see him shaking. So we're trying to pull him, my brother, back because my brother's even more mad now. So he's trying to yeah, go after yeah. the guy, and he's still trying to go. So you know this guy is literally like this, is shaking in yeah. front of us. And it's just like that dude could have shot us at any Easy. moment, and one on of us would have been dead even. on accident. Yeah, absolutely. He, I mean, but he's mad, so you know what I mean. He, right. he, he could have taken one of our lives, and um, <clears throat> nothing happened. Um, and then we, uh, it, there was another night not too long after that where I basically got called um, by somebody in another gang. Um, um, that was trying to recruit me. Uh, it's, it's called KOB, so it's like a clique, not really a, a game. Yeah, like a yeah, yeah. I, I remember Knockout KOB. Boys, Knockout yeah. Boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Derek Lewis was a part of that game. Okay. I don't know if y'all know Derek Lewis. Yeah. He's a big um, uh, UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a heavyweight fighter. He's got the record for the most knockouts. Yeah, <laughs> Knockout Boys. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> but yeah, so they hit me up. It's like, bro, come through. You know what I mean? We got, uh, you know, an issue here. <clears throat> I'm like, all right, bet. I'm, I'm putting in work. I'm like, if I get out here, it's going down. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. If I get out here, 
I'm cracking it yeah. off regardless whoever whatever it is well you feel like you got something to prove at that well, point well yeah and, and I know yeah. how it goes I'm no they're gonna call me out here and then people gonna try to talk it out right right this is my mindset at the time right yeah. <clears throat> it's crazy thinking about it now but that's my mindset at the time we're not about to talk if yeah. you call me out of my bed it's, it, we're gonna get it cracking yeah. so <clears throat> sure enough we get out there and they trying to talk it out they trying to talk it out so I go around the corner it's I mean, these are big. These dudes. You already talked yourself into it. Yeah, these yeah. dudes are big dudes too, man. <clears throat> big football players. Go around. I go around the car. One of them caught one of them slipping, and <clears throat> big old brawl. I mean, my brother threw a, 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 a chair through one of their windshields. It was just like crazy. And then in that moment, I thought, man, one of us could have died just now. Yeah. I'm talking about them too. Like yeah, one absolutely. of them could have died. Yeah. <clears throat> and so And you know what happens in those moments is somebody dies, somebody accidentally gets hit with a chair, yeah. gets hit with glass, gets cut in the neck, something happens. Then next thing you know, you're in prison for the yeah, rest man. of your life. Yeah, it's real. Even if you weren't the one that threw the chair. I mean That's how it goes. It's man. how it goes. Yep. And and you know, I think we we've all seen this. And, and Raphael, I know you've seen this too and talked to people that have been in these same situations working with students in TSU and that sort of thing where it could have gone either way. I oh, mean, yeah. just with the slightest thing yeah. could have gone, could have gone left. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so those two instances were really like, <clears throat> you know, really kind of, you know, shook me up and made me, you know, stop, pause, right? Well, there's this one night where my mom is, um, getting ready to go to church. Yeah. And um, she's like, hey, um, you coming with me? There's a group um, from Indiana and that's going to be and singing. You didn't say there. no to mom. Well, I said no. She's like, <laughs> what well, she <clears throat> well if, you, if you're going <laughs> to, yeah. if you plan on sleeping here tonight, right. <laughs> you'll be coming with me. I said, well, I guess I'm coming. <laughs> so <clears throat> we ended up going. I mean, it was actually your sister that was there. Oh, wow. Brittany <clears throat> Torn was there. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Powell, Alicia. Yeah, yeah. I remember that group. Uh, 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 Daniel. Daigle, sister Daigle. Was Daniel <clears throat> there? Daniel <clears throat> wasn't there? Piano Daniel, you know what I'm talking about? I uh, can't remember. His no, Jeremy. Name. It was Jeremy, Jeremy. on piano. Jeremy, okay, okay, yep. okay. Jeremy on piano. Uh, Nathan Sexton was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole gang, bro. The, like the, the whole crew. Yeah, 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 the crew. And, um, I mean, it just really, because at the time I was doing music, too, on the side, like, but I was doing secular music, so right. <clears throat> R&B, you know what I mean? Um, and so <clears throat> I took, I was, you know, starting to, you know, take music a little serious, right? Because I, I had already graduated at the time, and so at the time I'm like, what am I going to do? I knew I wasn't going to go to school. Right. So I'm right. like, well, what am I going to do? Well, let's just do music. I'm about to do music. I'm going to, you know, try it. Um, so... Music was important to me at the time, and to see these young people, like same age as me, right, like doing something so meaningful, like that impacted me, like it really, like it blew my mind. Yeah, I was like, I turned to my mom at the, like, in you know, in in one of those moments, it's like, man, I could do that. Yeah, I can see myself doing that. Yeah, <clears throat> my mom was like, okay, she like was looking for the person in charge so as soon as the concert was over she went right up to lyndall anderson 
said, how do I sign my son up for school? I'm like, oh, Lord, what did I get myself into? Man, I ain't never heard of no Indiana Bible College. Bible College? In Indiana? Like, bro, what is happening Where's right now? In Indiana? Yeah. Indianapolis? It's Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Okay. Indianapolis. So it's like, what is happening right now? But, you know, you know, it's like, my mom is excited, so it's like, well, maybe this is the right thing. Maybe, I, maybe I just need to. And I'm thinking to myself too, it's like, this might be good for me, right? Like to get right. away, you right. know what I mean? And there, I have my mom's support. <clears throat> well, so, and and obviously that was a good thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the thing about these kind of stories is, is I know, and again, when you and I have shared stories with mm -hmm. each other, and we're both sitting here going, God, I can't believe you did that, and you're like, man, I can't believe you did that. We, it's the crazy thing is when God comes in and really makes a change, yeah. you can look back at it and go, that wasn't even me. <laughs> was me right. bro? I don't even know who that bro. guy was. And, it's and amazing. I mean, and even since I've known you, you know, to, to see, to hear you tell these stories and to see you now yeah. and to see you as you've led people in worship and yeah. I watch you up there as God uses you yeah. and, and all the things that you've done and seeing you as a father yeah. and everything else. God is when great, God, God is good. And when he changes it, it's, it's a complete it's 180. Amazing. It's a complete I mean, 180. I got, I, I, I used to play ball like every week, you know, a couple times a, a week and a, a couple times a day during the week. Um, yeah, and so <clears throat> I would have like kids coming up to me like, "Oh, bro, you da, bro? Oh, bro, I remember you, bro." Like telling me these stories that they heard. Yeah, I'm like, bro, yeah. I don't even remember that. I don't remember remember doing yeah. that. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's like they they remember, and it like it's like a badge of honor. Like they're right. like, bro, you did that. You know what I'm saying? You did that, bro. Like, bro, like I can't even believe I like I was that was me. And at this time, I'm ministering to them. I'm trying to, my, you know, right, I mean, during, right. plant, mm -hmm. during ball, right. I'm trying to minister to them. You know what I mean? Right. And so now your influence has changed from changed. the stories that they heard about you yeah. to, to what you are now yeah. and the impact that you can have on them. And that that brings us to, Raphael, like we were talking about earlier, just hip-hop culture, yeah. for instance, yeah, facts. in the youth of America today. <clears throat> I know you've seen it. You know, at, at TSU, you've seen it. You know, at your at your home stay, everywhere mm -hmm. that you've been, all the traveling that you've done, but the the impact of that because, yeah, like when we were when we were growing up, everything was about. I mean, even though I grew up in church, I, I was I was talking about this. It was just the hip hop culture yeah. was so strong. It's like I couldn't rem I couldn't wait to get you know jordans and i couldn't wait to get bk's and you know my british knights and, <laughs> british and uh, knights. yeah yeah i'm going way back yeah, yeah. and and even music at that time yeah was very you know gangster rap yeah. was a big influence big, yeah, yeah. and i mean you look at you know all all the groups that were even here from houston right ghetto mm -hmm. boys and all these other people that were that were from houston but yep. that culture has created that where it was almost like you were famous for the things that for you that did exactly. because you had acted out what, what was they, what was set what before us yeah. through through music and Absolutely. through that culture Absolutely. and i know that even that i mean you look at hip-hop culture just in general yeah. it has just spread across 
the the country. There is there's no longer rock and roll culture really. Um, and we were talking about this mm-hmm. recently. There's no big rock and roll groups or anything. Everything has gone hip hop slash pop or whatever. But there is a whole um, influence yeah. around that, and that influence has even come into the church in a lot of Very ways. So. I think. Uh, so I remember the first time, and I'm going to date myself with this, but I remember the first time I heard a rap in the song. It was it was Teddy Riley mm-hmm. with the Winans. It's time to make that change. I remember that. And wow. and it, I mean, it was very much like the Winans. It was cool, but you know, being a music head, I knew it was Teddy Riley. And we have to, used to have to go to these skate, you know, jam deals on Friday nights. <laughs> oh with yeah, the youth. oh yeah. And when that came on, I was like. Okay, that's my joint. But, <laughs> but I'm looking around like, I don't know if these people know that Teddy Riley's about to give him some bars. <laughs> He's about to get down, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, but I was thinking, this is mm. like I don't have to really hide the wow. fact that hip hop is this f- genius, you know, slice of musical um, expression, mm-hmm. and now it has made its way into my faith based tradition. And they've been merged and married. And that was the first time that I heard it. So we were talking about a little bit earlier. Hip-hop culture, like not just music, but culture. Yes, the culture. Dress, Mm -hmm. speak, expression, however you want to, you know, categorize it. It's something that is undeniable. Mm -hmm. And from my um, perspective, it is the number one. It's not even a trend. It is the wave. Mm. That when it first got introduced, people thought it was going to be a joke. Uh-huh. In, in in secular spaces, they thought it was going to be a joke, but when that thing hit, it didn't matter if you were in the altar speaking in tongues, mm. you know, in the in the hottest service, you had your polka dot shirt on like Kwame, yeah, yeah, or yeah. you know, you may not have dyed your hair, but you had the flat top, the high top yeah, fade, with maybe like a little you know Z in it or something, yeah, yeah. yeah. or maybe you had the guest overalls <laughs> that you was going to drop one. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Wow. You know yeah. you had them. Brother. You know yeah. you had the guest I mean, overalls that you used to drop one. I used to drop one. I, I always drop one. Yeah, but it was, it was one of those things where I think beyond content in the yeah. art form that uh, that is some of it is, you know, definitely detrimental to a, a large degree. You know what I mean? And sure. perpetuates some, sure. some things that I don't think are always the most positive. But the expression of the culture and what yes. hip hop as a whole represents, it's been the most influential Very much so. for what 35 years worth right. of musical culture that has been the overlay of everything. Because yep. right. before that, you couldn't have a jazz record be put with a, a, a break beat right. and then have somebody who is like a DA that sings over it and has mm. Christian content and it be fire. Right. You know? Well, and e- even what a, a, a little bit more recent was when Kirk Franklin bought, brought Salt and Pepper on <laughs> wow. to, to yeah. rap on Stomp, wow. right? Yeah. Yeah, that was yes, another sir. one of those moments. That was, was another like, one of those Ridge. moments yeah. that you were like, wait a second. Is, like, is these can mm-hmm. these go is this together? Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. exactly. Is this okay? Right. Like, we all like Kirk Franklin. Then he, he came out with that. We were listening yeah. to Melodies in, in Heaven. There's some people that <laughs> start stopped listening to him, right? Then and they, there. they they did. did. Yeah. And and I will say definitely in that culture, there are things that in the church we want to say. No to. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Without a doubt. But 
at the same time, I think we have to recognize, um, just like we've done, just like with with what you've done, mm -hmm. DA, with your music, mm -hmm. is we have to recognize that there's still a void to be filled. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and if we can reach those kids, here's the thing: they're going to listen to something. I agree. That's all there is to it. Well, and if we're if we're honest. <laughs> a lot of our kids are already consuming a lot of that music yes mm -hmm. yes i mean you know i know you want to think and if you don't say it it's because you yeah. are not keeping up with your kids enough big time because yeah. it's happening i mean i was in a pastor's home yep. and there was music that i listened to growing up that if my parents would have known Same. i listened to it I would have definitely right. been Same. in trouble. I lost a lot of CDs, bro. Hey, hey, hey! And how many times <laughs> hey. did you throw them away? And then at the you altar, went, you like, yo, went bro, bought them again. Is, I ain't never do that, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, I definitely <laughs> do that. You wouldn't go find me at those services. Just oh, no, being I had honest, about three bouts with that, you know, on that Sunday night service. This, I was like, this Lord, was, I'm gonna give it up. I, yeah. This and was before was CDs like, for yo. me. Wow. My heavy yeah. D. Yeah, and it was before CDs for me. It yeah. was tapes. Yeah. I mean, I was going to the store and buying that, like I told you the other day. Boo 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 bass, the bass. We were buying the bass, the bass tapes wow. back then because they didn't have words. Yeah. So that was okay. And the only alternatives you had, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go way back, was like ETW was in End Time Warriors. End Time oh, Warriors. Lord. Yeah, it was whack. Okay, yes. Gospel Gangsters. Gospel you remember gangsters. those? Gospel gangsters. Whack. I remember yeah. Gospel Gangsters. I mean, shout out yeah. to the to the pioneers. You know, I don't Absolutely. want to disrespect, but you nah, know, from, a, from started, a creative yeah. space, it was very much, I want to talk Christian stuff, <laughs> and I want to rap. And it was like, yeah, I mean, you know, a little... little yeah, yeah, it was it was it was sketchy at best for sure. Okay, so who changed the game for me? Like, who opened the, my eyes to the fact that this could be done and done in a non corny way? Is Lecrae? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, he's the one riding with my top down. Listen, okay, it sounds kind of corny now, but back then, right? Riding with my top too, down, yeah. listening to this Jesus music, because I'm all Jesus, like, you know, I'm fresh Bible school, you know what I'm saying? Everything's Jesus at this point, right? God right. has changed me, and so, like, I'm, you know how it is when you first get saved, it's like, I'm trying to tell well, everybody. And and you want something positive. You're, you're searching for something positive and saying, I, I need this positive affirmation in my life. Yes. But I love music. Yes. And so trying to find out how to bridge that gap. Right. And and that's why I think it's good for us to talk about this because there are the younger generation, obviously way younger than us at this point, but that are looking for that, that love music, want to be able to listen to something, but they're not gonna listen to a hymn no it's and, not gonna happen and and there's nothing wrong with that yep nothing wrong with that whatsoever but every generation that 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 comes up there's always some kind of genre of music yeah. that they're listening to and maybe one day it, it comes back around mm -hmm. and it comes back around to mm -hmm. rock quote unquote right, or whatever right, right, right. but you know folk music is definitely alive sure. when you're talking about when you're talking about contemporary Big christian yeah. i mean it is very folk driven very much so um and and a lot of it is very pop driven mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. and so you know i think it's important for us to talk about that because they're going to listen to something they will <laughs> so i'm going to turn the the page just a little bit so absolutely the, so you, you are absolutely correct 
uh, the, you can find traces of a lot of different type of musical genres in gospel music. You right. know what I mean? There, right. Because there's a ton of different artists. I think one of the misnomers and then one of the things we were talking about as it deals to people not really understanding what is different because of social constructs, when somebody says hip-hop, right, there's a face mm. and there's a list of things mm-hmm. that people run down that's associated with mm. hip-hop. I agree. I when agree. you say folk music, there's these people who are wearing overalls with no socks on in a in a in a meadow somewhere with a banjo that you or whatever that looks like. But I think because we stereotype um, genres to look and be one specific way, mm-hmm. it cuts off um, people's ability to go. Yeah, if youngsters in my in my youth group are going to school and everything they hear is trap then what we need to do is give them the alternative and, and give them Jesus messages over trap beats because we're competing. I agree. With what they're, what they're experiencing outside of church. I agree. And that brings me to something that I wanted us to talk about why it's the three of us here. And that is that just like you said, we look at folk music and we say people in overalls, people in this hip hop music, you know, it's hoodlums, it's, it's gangsters or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, no, I, I'll say it. It's black and it's brown. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, mean, I, I, we talking, you know what I mean? I, and, and I agree. And, and I think, like we were talking about earlier, we have got to get to a place that we look past, mm. uh, that we look past culture, that we look past uh, people as we meet them. And it's human mm. nature for us to to judge people right. mm-hmm. by what we see at first. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I can tell you, like I said at lunch, that some of the greatest people I met, if mm-hmm. you saw them, there would be thoughts about them. Mm-hmm. You would go, that person's a scumbag. Mm-hmm. You know, that person's <laughs> going to steal from you. Mm-hmm. That person's a, a drug addict or whatever. And some of those things might be true, but they were also really good people yes, mm-hmm. when Absolutely. I when when you got down to the core of them. Yeah. They had made mistakes. They had gone through tough things in their life. And I think sometimes anything that's out there when it comes to judgment or prejudging people, that comes into the church as well. Yeah. And can be it can come into the church as racism mm-hmm. at times. Um, not only against african-american but against hispanic against latin cultures whatever and you know thankfully i grew up in a home where we we didn't have that my parents loved everybody we never saw people in in certain constructs or anything Mm -hmm. like that and and i'm thankful for that but i have seen evidence of that Mm -hmm. in my life Mm -hmm. being in the church Mm -hmm. and so 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 my question is what do we do uh, collectively to com- combat that? I think one of the things that we can do, and we talked about this, is love like Jesus loved, mm. which was without boundaries. Right. That he never looked at anything. He said, "I love them unconditionally," yeah. and and you know, again, let people prove us wrong. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm. And then let them prove us wrong if it comes to that. And and what I mean by that is you see somebody and you go, I'm going to trust this person. I'm going to love this person. Yeah. And then if something happens, it's going to be on them. 
it's not going to be from my judgment. Right. It's going to be their own actions that, yep. that, that speak to that. What were you going to say, D.A.? I was just going to say, you know, we have to be intentional. Yes. You know, um, you know, I understand, you know, we say, we want, we say, well, everybody's, we're all the same. And, you know, we want the church to be, we want the church to, to be different or, you know, we want, we want diversity, to have diversity, yeah, yeah, yeah. but really we just want it to look diverse. We don't actually want it to be diverse yeah. because if we're honest, black people aren't all the same. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Like there's different kinds of black people. Right. You know, you have Africans, you have African Americans. Even in African Americans, there's same, two same, different same cultures. thing with Caucasians. Oh, there's different. You have exactly. Europeans. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All it's, different cultures, all different backgrounds. Exactly. And so, but but I think I think we have to be intentional, um, especially in the church. Uh, it's because, um, you know, we have, you have. Give me a second. You have to be intentional. I was gonna say. I forgot what I was gonna say. We're at okay. Dang, I had a good point. Well, we we can we can cut some of this out. Okay. But the, um, what, what, let's just talk. Well, we have to stop it. No, we what don't do we have to stop anywhere. Okay. But you uh, part two. But what you talk? Okay. I was gonna say you have to be intentional. Because you may you may think everybody okay we're just all the same but that doesn't mean the same thing for everybody right you know like nobody when you wake up you don't wake up thinking all right well I'm white so I have to I have to deal with this situation because I'm white a certain way right black people do I have to wake up and say all right. I have to be careful how I speak to this person because I don't want them to think I'm a, a thug. I don't want them to think I'm an angry black person. Right. I don't want that. So I have to I have to maneuver. I have to be, you know, and so. Inside and outside of the church. I inside and outside. Out oh, there. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and so that's that's why that's what I mean by being intentional as far as the, as far as the church is concerned is because you want to dispel that from the gate. Yes. Uh, and make it a. A uh, uh, point of reaching and loving people that don't look like you. Yes, um, that's what. I, that's all. Or, or not even from your same social circle or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's and what it is. I feel like it's more culture or it is social. You know what I mean? It like is. I feel I agree like I feel like that's what it is. But uh, at the same time, we have to be open to seeing things or at least trying to see things from a different perspective. Yes. And and that's what I told Raphael as I said, you know, I, I've been very blessed to have uh, Muslim friends. I've been very yeah. blessed to have a lot of friends in the Latin community. And, I mean, even my kids are, I don't know, fourth, eighth Hispanic, yeah. okay? Yeah. Uh, but, but what I'm saying is some of the greatest things that I've learned – Mm-hmm. It's from getting outside of who I am yes, and That's and getting with other people and seeing, you know, one of the things that I love so much about the Latin culture is that they're so family oriented. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at that and see how tight knit their family unit is. And I go, man, I need to be more intentional with my family. Uh, 
you know, there's there's things that I think that we can grow from mm-hmm. with diversity mm-hmm. if we look at it like that. Mm-hmm. Like, let me embrace diversity so. to learn from it and expand who I am. That's the beauty of it. Yep. That is the beauty of yep. it. Yep. And I think if we're not careful, true, it takes intent. It does. It takes us being intentional and going, I want to know what you think about this. Like, how do you feel about this from your perspective? Because if we ever get closed off, and I feel like we're doing better on this than we've ever done uh, in in human history. I think that we have evolved in that and gotten better with that. But if we ever close off and say, oh, just what I think is right and just what the way I do things is the only way to do things. And and, and the way, you know, I look at families, the only way to look at it, we are missing out. That's how, that's how, you know, and I'm not trying to harp on, on, you know, just the black side because obviously there's different, you know, all sides because black people can be racist too. But that's how slavery happened is because, or, or lasted so long is because this is just the way it is. Like, like, Everything's fine. You know what I mean? Right. Like this is a part like this is the culture. Right. Like this is what is normal. It's not anything different. Like, you know, it's normal. So a cu- couple couple quick things that I've just been jotting down. Um, we talked about this a little bit at at lunch at uh lunch. You know, the the church and typically mostly white spaces are the only spaces where we don't talk about racism. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I'm in higher education and we talk about everything from A to Z to, I mean, whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, because it's the marketplace of free thought, we have just conversation about stuff and we can agree or agree to disagree, right. but at least the perspectives are heard in church. I think we, in, in, in mostly white spaces, we say, you know, we just are all here to love Jesus. And as long as we say mm. we love Jesus, we don't got to talk about the ugly stuff that we don't, mm. you know, want to engage or recognize about ourselves. And this is like yeah. if if you're black in that church, Asian, white, you know, Latino, like we all will just not talk about it, yeah. mm-hmm. but we'll all be thinking things. So I think we need to have more conversations mm. in these spaces. I couldn't agree more. Number yeah. one. Number two. Yeah. Uh, Jesus was a social justice fighter, mm-hmm. <laughs> big time. You know, and I know, and, and and I don't think you have to be. Well, polit- that's almost become a bad word. Yeah, <laughs> these but, days, right? But, yeah. And, and social justice, so, social justice does not mean that we have to be political. No. Yes, you know, and I think we make those things synonymous. Social justice is there is a group of individuals that need to live a just life. And if there's an issue with that, that is a social justice mm-hmm. issue that we can advocate for or, you know, be empathetic about or whatever. But that's who Jesus was. Let he without sin cast the first stone. Yep. Mm. yep. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah. Right. Mm. Oh, you want to chop? I know they're coming for me. You just chopped his ear off. Let me put my man's wow. ear back on. Right. You know, like he was advocating for Everybody, Everybody, even though they were coming at him, he didn't opt out. Right. He opted in. Right. He was with exactly. So so I think that we need to look at social justice from a different lens. And if we're really saying we want to represent Jesus, then we don't opt out of these conversations. We do look at what happens on the news and say and say, okay, why are, you know, these things happening in these various communities? And how can I at least be knowledgeable or understand or, or advocate and go into that work with them. I and agree. everybody won't do it. 
But just the acknowledgement of it helps the people that right. um, are in an underrepresented population in this construct, in, in, the, in the church, go, you know what, they understand a little bit about what I'm going through. And if they don't, we can have that conversation. Yeah. But if we don't talk about it, we, we don't get there. And so Jesus was I a social agree. justice fighter. You asked the question, how can we change it? It's very, I'm a practitioner, right? I'm a scholar practitioner. So I take theory, put it into action, and, and, and we do it Monday. I think that when I've seen it done the best, churches try to represent what they say they want to be. So if we say we want to be multicultural, mm -hmm. then there needs to be, uh, during Hispanic Heritage Month, mm. an initiative so that the folks in those churches that mm. are Latino or Hispanic see themselves being celebrated or honored or whatever, That's or good. Black yeah. History Month or yeah. Women's History Month mm -hmm. or, you know, wh wow. whatever the programmatic stuff is that everybody celebrates outside of the church. Those people are inside of wow. the church. Absolutely. The music should reflect that. Maybe, I mean, there's just so many different ways we can do that to where everybody in the church walks in and goes, you know what? There's a part of this that is for me. Huh. And, it, and, it, and it won't be for every single person every single Sunday. Right. But you go, you know what? They understand who I am and they're it's practical. It's not like right. a, let me give you a hug and then, all right, that's it. It's no, this is... You know, it's Hispanic heritage. It's and it's wow. all inclusive. Yeah, all like inclusive. like yes. They're, they're, yes. So so it has to be practical. The other thing is that um, racism is a sin. Yeah, Big and it, and it and it is a deeply rooted social yeah. construct. But it is a sin, and we as Christians have to grapple with on any side of it. You know, right? Whether it's perpetuated or it it happens to you, we have to look at racism like it is a sin yes, and if we're trying to get all of the sin away out trying to avoid it repenting because of it then we have to stop looking at racism like you know th th it was it was folks who came to africa or other parts of the world and brought people here and they were slavery like that's the narrative but when we really get down to it mm -hmm. it's a sin just like fornication mm -hmm. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. And so we have to pray ourselves out of that mindset that or, or acknowledge that it's even there and it's a sin that we have chosen or or some of us have been, you know, forced to think about. Right. But if we can put everything else on the altar, how come we can't go, Lord, there are mindsets that I have that I may even think are right if I'm wrong and if I'm racist or if I have anything that's an alt towards somebody from from judging them help me with that yes and we just don't get to that place mm. because it's uncomfortable it's messy but my thing is if everybody else outside of the church is willing to jump into that messy work how come we're not trying to do it when we're the ones that's trying to be white as snow mm -hmm. yeah i agree you know so so we just got to grapple a lot more and it's not going to be comfortable but we're going to be better mm -hmm. and we're going to be more transparent and more sincere about our our, our actions and interactions Rather than just kind of going, if I don't say nothing, they don't say nothing. We all right. keep it cool. Right. We, you right. know what? That doesn't happen. You we know can what? all coexist. You, yeah. you know yeah. what happens? We don't because when we leave here, I do it. Yeah. You do it. Yeah. You do it. We all have smaller conversations about what we wish the experience would have been like instead of having a group conversation going, hey, wow. look, let's just all try to lean into this. I agree. And, so and get around it. So I, I think we can do some practical application stuff, but we got to acknowledge that this thing is a sin. Yep. And, 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 and repentance. And, 
And I think it's exactly like we were talking about that everybody has that initial thought of this person is this or this person is that. I'm talking about all the way down to, oh, that person might be poor or that person might be a crook or that person might be this. But what we talked about is it's the second thought Mm. where you say, no, I'm not having that thought. It's the second thought where you go, wait. I'm not going to go past that. I'm going to give them the benefit of the of the doubt mm-hmm. and not sit in a place of judgment. I mean, the Bible says for us not to be judged or not to judge lest we be judged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like the disciple said, I want to be all things to, to all, all men. men. To all men. If yeah, you're going to do that, wow. all men means every race, every creed, mm-hmm. every culture, yep. every gender, yep. all of that. And if we're to have the love of God, and it to be active and we're praying for the mind of God, mm-hmm. for the heart of God. God, we want to walk where you want us to walk, go mm-hmm. where you want us to go, all those things. Then it can't help but to expel yeah. mm-hmm. those negative thoughts yeah. and, and those negative things. Um, this is the, the kind of conversation it's that awesome, I think man. that we have to have. This is awesome. And we got to be open and say, what can we do to mm-hmm. be better? Absolutely. What can I do to be better? What Me, can you yeah, do to be yeah, better? Likewise. What can you do to be better, DA? Yeah. I mean And you know, I'm sorry to cut y'all, but no. you know, I want I want we need to hear the we need to hear the uh thoughts of white people. You know, because I, I mean, just looking because I'm always the type of person who puts myself in the other person's shoes. I can't imagine being in somebody like your shoes is like Bruh, I never owned a slave. All of my friends are black. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not racist. Like, why is this being put on? So, right. like, we need to hear right. that perspective as well. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and like, like Raphael said, we need to all, we need to air it out all together as a, as a one body. Yep. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's something that definitely has to be intentional. We have to do together and we have to be open about it yep. and be honest about it. I want to thank everybody. First of all, thank you, Raphael. Thank you, DA, for taking the time you, to man. be on the thank RW. You, um, hopefully, we can do this again. Raphael, I know me and you are going to be getting together, and we can talk about some more stuff yeah, yeah. when we get together on the next podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m., we will be dropping a new podcast with a new guest talking about stories Uh, new topics. You're not going to want to miss it. Thank you guys for tuning in and please tune in next time.